start with the intro. All right. Welcome to Black Kid Thoughts, the only podcast designed with you and mine. Here I have a special guest once again. He was on my last podcast, man. We did a fantastic job. Um, the listeners loved it. I got a lot of great feedback. And I'm only expecting the same energy today, tonight. My boy, Goat. Go by the name of Goat, man. Introduce yourself to the people. Yo, yo, yo. How y'all doing? It's your boy, Goat. Uh, <laughs> I'm a rapper. I'm a writer. Uh, I'm a student. I'm a learner. Ooh. I'm an educator. All of that. Oh, <laughs> Multi-talented. All right. Yeah, for all right. Sure, for sure. All right, I fucks with that. I fuck with that. Well, let's get into this topic because we got a lot of material to cover, guys. Um, this is not by a long shot gonna be a short podcast. We got a lot of stuff to cover. Um, the topic tonight is black stereotypes, and I want to do the word black because considering our history, we have a lot of more stereotypes than other races. Um, even um with my research, I've learned that. So I was like, let me let me do something for my culture and really kind of give a history lesson of where the stereotypes formed and even the modern day stereotypes. So I always open the floor when we have a specific topic with first the definition of stereotype. The definition of a stereotype is a widely held but fixed and oversimplified image or idea of particular type of person or thing. It is a noun because it's a person or a thing. Okay, so my question to you firstly, is in your own words, what does a stereotype mean for you? Um, <clears throat> I actually thought that uh, Green, Laura Green, the lady who um wrote a she uh, wrote an article uh, called "Stereotypes: Negative Racial Stereotypes and Their uh, Effect on Attitudes and um, Effects on Attitudes Towards African Americans." I believe. Okay. Um, she and she. The definition that she used is the one that I, I think that I'm going to go forward with. She said it was cognitive structures that contain the perceiver's knowledge, oh. beliefs, and expectations about human groups. Oh, I and, like that. I like that. Yeah, I think I thought that was um, that was pretty good. So um, that's the that would be the definition that that's I would, that I would go forward with. Yeah. I actually like that definition. I think it's pretty accurate and it's pretty. Um, befitting of what we're going to dive into especially considering our race and our culture um so firstly let's get into why stereotypes are bad and why they are negative why they are negative thing um a stereotype is basically a generalization a generalization right do you agree with that is making a blank statement saying that every thing every person is this specific way and that's not at all the case it's not possible for everyone to be one specific way we talked about diversity last night um everyone is diverse so when you make a statement and general generalize a whole group of people that's just simply to me in my opinion is ignorant and it's just not true you know what i'm saying so yeah. in your opinion are stereotypes good or bad and if the, you know and explain why do you think they're formed okay or stereotypes good or bad mm -hmm. and why do I think they're funny? Right. Okay. So I think that stereotypes are a negative aspect of um, 
human interaction, human expression, like the yes, stereotypes are bad because they they put people or they like you were saying that they are generalizations. They make blanket statements. They um, they attribute characteristics to entire demographics that may belong to one specific individual that they knew. Absolutely. And that um, can create, not can, usually does create um, an issue. And it, it will because everybody is different. Like even within, like even within each demographic, <laughs> people are different from one another. So right. It's, yeah, it's impossible to make statements like that. So yes, I definitely think that. Think it's negative. Okay, so let's, you know, like I said at the beginning, we're going to go into history a little bit. So we both did our research on stereotypes, and I'm sure he's very aware of what we're going to dive into. So we're just going to get into it. So let's go back. We talked about Jim Crow on the last podcast. So Jim, Jim Crow laws were put into place to further segregate Black people, even though they were free, according to the Constitution. Um so let's talk about blackface because blackface not only was in history, but it, it has come into terms of modern day. Um, take, for instance, with Gucci, when they made the mask um, imitating blackface. I don't know if you recall that. Uh, blackface. Um, Gucci, the, um, the clothing Gucci. brand. Yes, they had they had an outfit that um, I don't know if it was a mask that the person would wear, but it was something um, with black. I believe it was a jacket that kind of zipped up. And mm. it was imitating blackface. And, you know, the black people were outraged, outraged saying, like, how can y'all do that? And, you know what I'm saying? Which I already, I mean, like I said, Gucci is obviously owned by Caucasian people, according yeah. to research. So I don't know. What, I think I remember that. Let me, I need to see it. Sorry, yeah. you, uh, let me look it up real quick. Sorry, y'all. No, you... I just want to, you know. Give y'all a good response. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I get it. This is a law podcast, guys. So sometimes we do kind of, you know, it's yeah. understandable. But let me give a give a little uh background while he's researching. So blackface in um back in history, blackface were were typically used in theater um settings. Like white people or Caucasian people would simply paint their face. They will obviously be white. They would paint their face black and imitate a black person, quote unquote, by acting rambunctiously, mm. by acting goofy, by by acting crazy. And that, it, 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 it retrospects stereotypes because mm. by them doing that, they said, they're saying that all black people act crazy. All black people, you know, are, 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 they don't know how to act. They're, um, they put us on a, on a, on a, on a thing, a scene like we were just, you know what I'm saying? clowns you know what i'm saying that's how it was in in back in the day and why they would do blackface um while blackface is on the stage obviously um he will be the person that's playing blackface will be dancing um just like you know how the black people would typically dance back in that time um they will be making comments further segregating or oppressing themselves of course they're not talking about themselves but they're talking about black people um there's they will say things like the word nigger as we talked about in the prior podcast um they will say um we nigger speaking in third person this is what blackface will be saying and by doing that that further oppressed um the black race because obviously it will be on tv 
and black people would see it or hear about it. And this would like, you know, it would get to black people because we they would just be like, how could y'all do that? Or why would y'all make fun of us? Like in that sense, generalizing us as this person. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. Um, I think that, or what, what was that? I do get what you're saying. Was that all that you wanted to say? I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, that's all I want to say. So my question to you would be like, why do you think they would do blackface or why do you think they thought that we were all the same in that era? Or why do you even think they would put us in that, in that light as to make fun of us? Is it because they didn't see us as people? Or, right. you know, what's your take on blackface? Okay. So, um, minstrel shows... Um, and the, the original performer of a uh, minstrel show was uh, T.D. Rice in 1830, and uh-huh. he was like he performed a dance that he saw a quote old crippled black man dressed in rags doing in the street, and right. um, during this time, uh, a law prohibited black people from uh, dancing. Because it was, quote, because they said, quote, crossing your feet against the Lord. And okay. so the the dance that he was doing was like something that these white people um, had not seen. So when he gets up on this stage and he puts this darkened face with um, burnt cork and he, they got the exaggerated white mouth and they got these wigs on. Right. And, right they're like they're becoming this character this caricature of someone that this man just saw dancing in the street um the thing the the thing that really took over was the fact that i mean it was it was immensely successful because this was so many so many people's the closest thing they had to knowing a black person or being what like what they are even like like um hold on I, oh yeah yeah i was i was reading something that said like the image was even more powerful in the north and the west because many of those people had never come in contact with a black person before so right. like this caricature that they saw was just something that was funny or something that was like oh these people must be lighthearted their situation their situation must be jolly like the the idea the thing that was perpetuated and proliferated was that the this this character was what black people were like this joke that they made so it, it is it is in a sense like like that stereotype was created, but it was mostly, I would say, reinforced by the fact that these people were also at the same time not interacting with black people. Black people, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So like, it, it, it's not even possible to have a true perspective of what you're seeing. So like that, it, that's why it was so, it's so powerfully embedded because like even in contemporary American society, it's it's areas of this country that are all white. Like, right. 
Like it's places where they don't know no black people, don't see no black people. Like, Vermont, Vermont is like ninety five percent white. Like yeah, so like you know places like that, like it's it's, and I'm not saying that every place is just ninety five percent white, but I'm I'm sure there are some communities where you'd be very very hard pressed to find somebody who wasn't. So absolutely, absolutely. so I'm. I'm that that those type of ideologies and those type of stereotypes are able to um, sustain themselves on the fact that the society is still so separated, still so so um, yeah, definitely divided. Is, yeah, it's extremely divided, polarized. So like Polar, the yeah. those, the uh, the. Yeah, stereotypes are very. It's very easy for them to fester, and it's very easy for them to stay and stick because people are prone to sticking to their social, um, or the they are prone to sticking to the social uh, circles and demographics that they've been accustomed to and that they've grown accustomed to to through time. So. They'll, they'll keep conditioning themselves to that to that perspective, and so they'll never gain the perspective of the demographic that they're um, putting those stereotypes on. Yeah, you know what I'm like they yeah, a person a person who believes in or is pushing out a stereotype clearly has no context of the demographic that they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Because you would know better than to. Push, push or put uh, some uh, something like that onto every single individual that belongs to this. So a certain group or dynamic. Yeah, exactly. I get that. I get that. Okay, so let's go into. I'm sure you heard about this also. Ain't your mama? I'm sure you guys heard of the pancake mix. Have you heard of the pancake mix? Yeah, of course. Well, okay. So this stemmed back from history also. Um, the ancient mama or the ancient mina, however you tomato tomato, some people pronounce it differently. Um, the ancient mom ancient mina or mammy was quote unquote the black cook within the slave household. She was typically like a big woman. Um, typically, you know, the woman that that sl- slaves over the stove or cooks for the massa. Um, she was obviously um bounded to the, her slave master and they would call her the mammy of the household. The slaves would call her the mammy. The slave master, I'm sorry. The mammy. Um, and in retrospect, they ended up putting a woman, or ancient mama, on a pancake mix um, um, that was, you know, in all kind, all over the world, in every grocery store, you know, you know, H-E-B, Kroger. I mean, we sold it at Kroger. And I thought it was important to bring this up because, for one, it's a stereotype that the black woman is supposed to be the cook of the household. We already discussed it in the prior podcast. The cook of the household, or she's supposed to slave over the stove. Um, it was also a stereotype. It might sound crazy, but any a big a big woman is automatically supposed to know how to cook because she's big. You get what I'm saying? Um, and also, in retrospect, now... They have took Auntie Mama off of the pancake mix. Now it's called um, Windmill Fields. It's they, she's basically off the pancake mix, and the reason why they took her off is because they feel like it was um, promoting slavery in a sense. The, I guess a lot of black people complained that they need to take her off the pancake mix um, 
because that's just not how they want to, how black how black women want to be viewed. Um, so my question to you is, for one, do you think they should have took her off the pancake mix now? Because she's been on there for years, for literally decades and centuries, literally. Um, and the second question I want to ask you is, why do you think? Because we still use, I hear people use this term now, you know, your mammy or your man, you know, mammy, the term mammy. Do you think people even know what it stems from? Do you find yourself using that term? So it's like, like mammy? Yeah, like mammy, your mammy, or, you know, how people say, you know, things like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't say it at all, actually. Yeah, yeah. me either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah, I do. I know what you mean, though. I have heard that, but yeah, I don't say it. Right, right, right. Uh, okay. Um. <clears throat> yeah, that company is uh 132 years old. So. Oh yes. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, Pearl Milling. Pearl Milling. They, yeah. Pearl. They. I don't think they. I don't. I mean, as far as I know, like her picture is still on there. Oh no, it's like uh, yeah, they took it. They yeah, took yeah, it. yeah. She, they did. They took her all the way over here. I mean, I think that's that's fine because I mean, the character was yeah. That they got the character from a minstrel character, so you know, like this, the woman, the black woman who they chose to actually use. Uh-huh. Was a woman that they chose based off a character from a minstrel show, right? So the the because the basis of the because the basis of it was from a minstrel show, then that that should have invalidated it, and they should have taken it off a long time ago. But obviously, um, public sentiments weren't strong enough for them to make that change but they have made it now so i mean i guess like for whatever that's worth i don't know i don't i'm not really like you know like the yeah whatever that's worth (laughs) yeah i get what you're saying i totally get it i get it um i believe despite popular belief um i don't know if they removed her because okay She's been on the box for, like you said, 113 years, right? So I don't know if the white people removed her because they feel like, because of course they don't care about slavery. I mean, they did it for 500 years. So I don't know if they did it because they no longer wanted to promote a black woman on the box or because of the fact that the black people were complaining about it being a slave. That makes sense. I, I don't know if they did it because they just simply no longer wanted a black woman on the box to represent them. Um, because it was, she was on the box for how many years? Apparently, they never cared about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't know the true motive behind it. Um, you just never know, honestly. Um, and for the black people that was complaining about it, I mean, I feel I feel where you're coming from. But I feel also, in retrospect, you know, if you don't support something, don't buy it. Don't eat it because that's feeding into the representation of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So by you buying that box and saying that you don't support this, it's kind of a contradiction, which, and I'm not I'm not judging, I'm just saying that's what it looks like to them. You get what I'm saying? They're making money even though you're saying you don't agree with that. So all I'm saying is, like, if you don't support something, 
just like with black with with Gucci and blackface, if you don't like what they did, or just like H and M, let's get into H and M also because H and M. Remember they had their little kerfuffle going on when they said when the when they had the black boy in the um I think it was a hoodie, and it said something about a monkey, the coolest monkey in the jungle. Oh yeah, I think I remember that. And that can be that's a stereotype also. I mean they've been calling us monkeys for years, you know. Like we talked about in class, dehumanizing us for years, and I'm just saying that if you don't support what they're saying about our culture, please stop shopping in their stores and funding them, because that's I haven't shopped at H and M since, and I'm being honest, I haven't, I don't even go in their store because I don't support how they how they generalize my race or why they put a black boy in a sweater that has something to do with a monkey. I just I just couldn't agree with that. You know what I'm saying? And as far as Gucci goes, I personally don't even really like. I like, you know, some of their some of their selections are fine, but they they haven't been. They're not one of my top picks of designers anyway. I don't really like their clothing. Um, but once they pulled the blackface stunt, I was just really done. You get what I'm saying? Because it's just another way of them publicly making fun of our race. But also knowing that the same race they're making fun of is still going to support them and fund them and buy their clothes. That's true. That's true. So you get what it's, I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I just, I was just trying to let you get the full. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's all. Um, what, what do you think about that? Do you think we should continue to fund? What's your take on that? As far as H H and M, and are you really shocked that they would do that? I'm not. I mean. Caucasians, that's their that's in their nature to do that. I don't even know if our people are shocked that they would do that. I wasn't shocked. <laughs> I wasn't shocked. Um, I I think that. Let me let me go. Okay, let me say let me do Gucci first because you brought up Gucci earlier and mm-hmm. I looked up the, but you know we started talking about something else while I was looking it up. So I'm gonna do Gucci first. For sure. Uh, I'm looking up the. I'm looking at it right now. Um, and yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, I'll say careless on their part to, to release something like this, you know, at least to consider what, but the, the thing is the reason why they didn't even consider that is because they don't, they probably don't even have some, the people who this would offend. Mm-hmm. It was probably nobody who looks like that <laughs> in the room who made the decision to put this out, which is right, right. That we you know, so like that it, that just goes with like, yeah, just complete. That's just being like oblivious, and I I can't. Um, when you're when you're at a, at the point that your mm-hmm. brand is globally recognized and you sell to the global populace, like. You, I'm not saying y'all just gotta be like you know championing, championing every single effort for the people or anything, but like at least have like some cultural sensitivity and understanding about the context of the the world, you know. So like I feel like that was it's just careless for them to put something out like this, Um, but. Um, and then I mean I'm looking at some other stuff like they got this little um, monkey keychain or something. Yeah, or something. yeah, man. Um, it's and it's on the like uh, one of these jackets. It's got like a little face on it. 
but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's. That, yeah, that's just that's just careless. Oh, this this jacket. I'm sorry, this jacket that I'm looking at is is not Gucci. So it's another brand. I think it's Montclair. Yeah, it's not Gucci. So, but yeah, it's just it's just not. You gotta. I just feel like they gotta have some more like, just be more thoughtful in the approach. Like, and but I mean, no, they don't have. But at the same time, the reason why they um don't have to do that they don't have to consider they don't have to think about these uh, they don't like the considerations that i'm saying they should make are not considerations that uh white people usually extend to demographics that aren't other white people right i guess i totally um, get that i don't i don't expect them to um you know, go through no <laughs> serious um, overhaul in administration or uh, guiding principles or nothing like that. And I'm not telling them they got to because they have, they have clothing on. So it's not like they they're responsible for you know leading the people and being the, the greatest representation of like yeah, I get like you, race practice, yeah, race politics. Like I don't I don't expect y'all to be you know political scientists. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like I don't I don't expect that. But you know, just I'm just saying like just y'all should have somebody who know that that, that ain't cool. <laughs> like, well, it should I, y'all shouldn't I'm just saying it shouldn't these should this shouldn't have made it out to for the public to have seen it with nobody who saw it not knowing. Like the the fact that it made it out is ridiculous. Like nobody was like, hey, y'all know that's so, uh well, that's, me, that's, like nobody stopped it. That is crazy. Let's be let's be transparent because I know, like I get what you're saying, but the white people clearly know what blackface is. They created blackface. So when you put that out, and I get what you're saying that that the CEOs or the person that releases the clothes might not have been aware, or you know, before they released it, they might have just looked at it and be like, "Oh, I like that," without really realizing that it was blackface. But the person that definitely created the costume. In my opinion, how can you not know that you're trying to... And then it would be different if it was just a black face. But the fact that it had the red lipstick on, mm. I mean, it's undeniably black face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that it's, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I think it is. They are ridiculous. I, I'm not denying that. I'm just saying, like, these people are like... Mm-hmm. They're just... They're how just, do I... How, like, yeah, I'm trying to... They, I'm not saying that the um, I'm not I'm not saying that they did not or were not inspired by or like you know like I'm not saying that they don't know what blackface is and right. could create something that um, but I'm saying that mm-hmm. to to um create a product like that mm-hmm. and then for it to make it out for public viewing right tells me about the the density of the rooms over there like that tells me about the the it's no way that anybody over there was even remotely 
in tune with the the cultural trends or anything to think that releasing something like that would go over well. It's just no. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm not saying that they, I'm not saying that they don't know, but I'm just saying that even even if they even if that's the case, like that they know the way that they went about it is just completely it's, ludicrous. It's completely stupid because it's like you know, like if if if, if even if you. Basically, what I'm saying is if you're smart enough to say, okay, I understand what blackface is, then you also have to understand the societal implications of releasing a product that is blackface. You you should at least have somebody on your team who can tell you, hey, if you release this, it's gonna be there's going to be backlash. <laughs> like, this is stupid. Like, this is a stupid move. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're, but, they're, like, they're, they're completely, they're completely. They're but I've seen photos when there was a lot of black people when the blackface cost, I mean, the blackface design, and I'm not saying that the part because that would make that'll be a stereotype in itself. That's victim blaming, yeah. You can't, I can't, no, no, no. but I'm saying, and I'm saying, publicly on, I'm saying this on the, on the podcast publicly. Yeah. This is why, as, as black people, it's important to know our history because I really think they was oblivious to what they were wearing, they didn't even know what blackface was. You know what I'm saying, and I think that's that's what they're in the office saying. Oh, they gonna wear this. They gonna wear this shit because they don't even know what this means. And meanwhile, they chuckling and laughing because they're like, "You like y'all look like idiots wearing something that we created to oppress you guys." You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like that. The um, black people wearing or becoming these back okay basically in this situation with the Gucci black people wearing that and putting on the black face for that is like the equivalent of um like the the dude uh Burt Williams he was a, a black actor uh, who would take roles doing the the caricature, like being able to, I mean, not being able to, but going on stage and, and being acting out this character, a real black man doing it, you know, that was like, right. So, like, it's the same type of mindset to say, like, okay, I know that this is something that is dehumanizing, or this is something that is, it's been in the, okay, I'm, I'm gonna say this. For the guy Burt Williams, though, in the con his context, his context is much different because if he was doing like minstrel shows, I'm sure that he was around a lot of white individuals, and so like in in a society where you know black people are seen as less than human, if a black person is around a lot of white individuals, that might not always be the best set of circumstance for them, you know. So I'm not saying that that man was just you know, trying to uh, sell out for the people, sell the people out of nothing, but, like, people in the modern era, like, if you have, like, a smartphone, or um, you own a laptop, or uh, anything where you can get, like, apps, if you use it, if you use that for any considerable amount of time, and you don't, like, look stuff up, and you don't know anything, like, that's inexcusable. Like I can't, yeah, I can't it's no give you, I can't yeah. give you that pass. Like because we the the amount of information that is like accessible yeah. to us at our fingertips is um just incredible. Um and that's and I just wanna 
make sure that I specify, like, I, I mean people who have access to smartphones, mm-hmm. which is a considerable amount of the populace, but I'm, um, I'm definitely trying to make sure that I'm not uh, coming off like I'm saying that everybody should just be doing it because I know that everybody's circumstances isn't that different. they have access to a smartphone right. or computers and stuff like that. I'm just saying people who do have access to that stuff, people who, it's people who spend it hours and hours and hours and hours on social media and that's their primary source for information. Like the right. conversations that they read between other people on the timeline. They get their thoughts and opinions from the individuals on the internet who they don't know and don't even like half the time. Like right. the <laughs> the the people use the way that the society uses um the technological advancements that we've been given is so ridiculous to me in, in a lot of ways. Like it's so wasteful of the opportunity that we've been granted to have access to information in this way. So Somebody who in this moment is somebody in this moment who is aware and understands like what blackface is to put it on is into like, yeah, you could like, it's just not, I just, I just don't see a, a reasonable person who understands like what that, what, what that, that means and what that implements. Exactly. And what, and that, that, yeah. It's sad, but it's, you know, that's why I said my point was to, we have to educate each other. And, you know, if you didn't know who blackface was, I'm not judging you because that's what, that's what we're here for is to educate you guys. But you, yeah. we can only, we can only educate you so much. You have to yeah. make the effort yourself to, outside this podcast, really just look at your black history because these people are really making fun of us because we don't know our history. And if you don't know your history, it will repeat itself. I believe that strongly. Hey, Minstrel Shows, um, I, I want to just stress this point, though, for y'all, for real. Um, Minstrel Shows were very, very popular in the United States. Like, at, at the height, there were 30 Minstrel Show companies performing around the country. Like, wow, yeah. Like, so there, there, it was a serious business. People were really paying a good amount of money to see these Mr. shows. White people dress up, put this, um, uh, what's it called? Oh, the cork, the burnt cork on their face and the paint. It's just, it was, yeah, horrible. Disgusting. It was horrible. Also, let's get into this. Also, it was a clothing brand that actually had a noose. That was worn a, like a necklace, and I believe they had a black model wearing it. I don't know, I don't recall which exactly what it was. Definitely a high end clothing brand, but things like this, guys. Knowing now, I know more people know more about a noose than blackface. You know, what I'm saying a noose was lynching is well known, you know, what I'm saying so to wear a noose, even as a model being a black person some things you have to turn down guys you cannot do this and i know the money might be good but you have to look at what you're representing like you're comfortable wearing a noose around your neck knowing what what why did why you're what it came where it came from you know what i'm saying so i guess my question to you is why do we still wear things and buy things knowing that these people are not for us and let's go into fubu a little bit the FUBU clothing line that was created by a black man, he yeah. created FUBU 
because clothing brands like Gucci, Versace, and, and H&M, well, H&M wasn't established then, but um, they were making fun of our people, like, you know, doing stuff like blackface, and um, Tommy Hilfiger said he didn't want black people wearing his clothes, um, you know, things of this nature. Um, so he created FUBU, which stands for, for for us, by us. And a lot of people didn't support FUBU, you know what I'm saying, and still don't. And he's on Shark Tank. He's a millionaire. Um, why do we go, to, my question to you is, why do we go towards these people that don't give a F about us, make fun of us, you know what I'm saying, in our yeah. face, publicly? And why right. don't we support our own people that's that's making clothes for our culture? T.I.'s, as much as I don't like what he's doing now, but his clothing line is for black people. Um, A lot of black people have clothing lines that people might not know about. But yeah, what's, yeah, could you answer, like, why do you think we do that? Yeah, okay. Um, Damon John, though, that's the uh, CEO of FUBU. He, he, is. he is, he's a good guy. Um, um, yeah, okay, so I think that people, so, uh, okay, how do I, what do I... okay, so it's not necessarily that. Mm, no, that's not how it's just... <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I'm trying to think. No, you're good. Take your time. Mm. Okay. So the the clothing brands and the the high end stuff, the high end clothing brands and the 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 brands and goods and services that are offered and um yeah that are offered by white companies or larger corporations or higher end places that are not um black owned or yeah that are not black owned yeah those um people frequent those establishments because they are uh more likely to be a part of the fabric of um like mainstream society mm-hmm. and so like people are people are malleable to societal societal trends so it's like yeah my homie got this clothing line but gucci just dropped this new two uh this new p- two-piece set you know with the shorts and the, the shirt or whatever for the summertime and i gotta get that because i gotta be fresh when i go to the party you know? so because like, it's trendy it's a it's a, it's a i think it's a cultural thing um and i don't think that myself personally like yeah and i heard this i think it was a 50 cent quote it was saying that people who say that money don't matter either never had it or um never or either never had it or always had it and um I think he might be telling the truth because I ain't never had bread for real. <laughs> yeah, so I don't. Um, we don't. I don't we really think that matter. I don't really think that money matters that much, and so like I'm not a materialistic person, and so I don't idealize those things. Like I don't. My standard of what's nice or what's, um, you know, it doesn't. What I what I think is nice or what I think is great or whatever, it doesn't fluctuate with societal trends. I don't. I don't 
buy into f- too many fads. The only thing that I really bought into is the damn Crocs, but it's just because they're so comfortable. So they are very comfortable. Yeah, oh, so it's just like, oh, yeah, I got some Crocs. Bro. I go and then they have air conditioning in the top. Yeah, I'm wearing, I'm wearing some Crocs right now. Like, <laughs> if you ain't crocking, you ain't rocking. You know, man, but you feel me? I'm chilling though. They ain't in sport mode. You, know? <laughs> you don't have to back them up. Okay, okay. No, cool. You cool it. Okay, I like that. That's cool. Um, that's a that's a good point. I I like that. That was cool. Yeah, and I, I you know, and I don't even think like like. I definitely think that we need to, as a people, make a concerted effort to buy into our black businesses and support them and bring them up to the level of any other corporations and and bring to our communities a sense of true communal effort where we are making that, that we are making the choices and doing the actions every single day to build and proliferate good ideologies within our communities that can build up our collective consciousness and our ability to function as a people. And that will allow us to establish our own uh, systems, uh, our own economic systems and stuff within these other communities, within these other societal constructs. But because we live in America and individualism is so pushed, like, I mean, yes, we live in a democracy and we have popular sovereignty. And yes, that's great. And everybody should have their individual say so on everything. But life is individual and collective. That's duality. That's the truth. So mm-hmm. at some point, like we need to make a decision as a collective to purposely buy into each other, purposely invest into one another, purposely team up, purposely give back and, and and make it our mission to create that that community you know like the community people always always change things different all this stuff the idea is that if you feel like the the you gotta be the change that you want you know what i'm saying if you feel like something is missing or that something was better back if you think life was better back when something was happening well then you make it happen Damn it, don't keep, you know, like, don't keep talking about it. Don't keep blaming somebody else. Don't keep saying this or that. If you want your community to be better and you know that the societal structures around it are going to keep pushing you down, you got to do what you can and talk to who you can and get with who you can to make with that make it happen in whatever capacity you can make it happen. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Support black businesses is a huge thing I promote. And even when I spoke to you about my about my fashion show, I want to um, make bring together i want to incorporate a lot of black businesses that have successful clothing lines and maybe not so successful clothing lines because it's all about exposing my people to success and that's one of my goals but let's get to the next um stereotype have you ever heard the term of jezebel or jezebel yeah okay so a jezebel in in um in history was a typically a light-skinned woman um, she wore like seductive clothes, quote unquote. You know, she had a big butt. You know, typically that's in our bloodline to have a big butt, quote unquote. That's a stereotype too, but um, a big butt with big breasts. She was very seductive. Um, they would call Jezebel. So a Jezebel in modern times would be a woman that might wear a crop top, or a woman that might show her assets to the public. Um, or some people might say a stripper is a Jezebel, or a person that's easy to, I don't know what the term easy, well, we know what it means, but just because, in my opinion, just because you wear clothes in a certain manner, that doesn't make you easy, that doesn't make you, you know, and then even in this time, 
a Jezebel would typically get raped by the slave master because they wanted it because of what they were wearing and how they would present their bodies. So what's your take on that? Does because you wearing short clothes as a woman, does that make you a whore or does it that, that make you a, a thought, quote unquote? Um no. I think that the only thing that determines that is whatever your the person that individual whatever that person's definition that is mm-hmm. i personally am not interested in anybody else's um sexual patterns like if you you can have sex with however many or however few people you want to have sex with you can wear whatever clothes you want to wear look how you want to look be how you want to be because you are you and nobody else is you and nobody should tell you how to be you and how to do you because how can they? When they don't live inside your vessel, they don't run your mind. Only you do. So, <laughs> so no, no. Women are not whores for wearing short clothes. I personally love women, and I love how they look. So, if you're going to wear short clothes, hello, you look good. <laughs> like, right. What, like, why is that? Like, hello. Like, uh, like I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm, I don't think that you're a whore. And just because you're wearing these short clothes, that doesn't indicate to me that you will be any more or less likely to have sex with me. Personally, I feel like if I'm talking about what I what I'm supposed to be talking about, my eyes going to be good. So, yeah. Uh, what you wear don't matter. She I can I can see if I see if you, what you talking about, bro, is what's going to matter when you're trying to talk to a woman, bro. Like so Absolutely. If you're if you're going up to a woman because what she's wearing indicates to you that she's going to do something, like this, like do besides like occupational clothes and like uh school clothes. Why would somebody? Why would that tell you? Oh yeah, what? I just walk up to her because she got on this dress. Like no. oh yeah, she's gonna have sex with me. Like no, of course well, you're let's... an idiot. Of course you're an idiot for thinking that. Like you're walking idiot. up, if you go into that situation, yes. Hello. Hello, you here? Yeah, hold on. Can, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Oh, sorry. I got a phone call. Oh, you're good. You're good. Dang. Um, dude, what was the last thing you heard? I'm sorry. I don't even know. Oh, you it. said, you said, um, basically, based on what a woman wears, doesn't make her a Jezebel, doesn't make her a thought. No, yeah, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, that's correct. Because, yeah, that's just, that's just correct, incorrect, an uh, incorrect way to think. Like, the but society reinforces that adage though you know like we live in a patriarchal society as male dominated so like any type of any type of um characteristics or characterizations of a oppressed demographic didn't being women in this situation versus being men like any type of Thing to separate the two of us will be exacerbated and in this instance society has exacerbated women's sexuality which is why some men can't even see the women that they're talking to past her sexual being you know what i'm saying like they can't even see her past like oh you fine and i'm trying to have sex with you. <laughs> like they yeah. don't even see her to any more depth beyond that and like so it, it in a in a lot of ways 
so yeah, in the, in that situation, um, the sexualization of women is like, it's like we women aren't supposed to just be virgins until they get married, and then what they supposed to be just some super crazy, fantastic sexual being for their husbands and nobody else for the rest of their life. But like what? Like what? Yeah, like, the standards people say. Yeah, that's just a, like you know, like it's just like I'm not finna. I don't think it's realistic, and I don't think that it's even. It's just it's just foolish to put on again. It's a generalization. Like you can't say like, oh yeah, women, or like just judging women by the number of people that they have sex with, or um, the manner in which they have sex, or whatever that they it is that they like to do. Like judging women and applying them like. Just, just characterizing them in a sexual way that they we don't do them, really? Yeah, definitely. Like putting them in that position, like where if they do express themselves sexually, now they're a whore or a hoe or something like that. Like yeah. that, that way of thinking is just, it's just, it's bad. But that's that's like a, that's a common, that's a very common um, ideology. You know, like it's a very common thing. It, it really does dictate how our society runs. You can see it in multiple facets across the board. And that's interesting you mentioned that because I want to bring to the light also one time in history uh, 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 once a woman was married to a man he could literally rape his wife and it was not illegal. Yes. That's true. And so that's to say that a woman didn't even have a choice if she want, if she didn't want to have didn't want to have sex with her husband. She literally didn't have a choice. He would force her to have sex with him, and things oh, yeah. like that are just so ludicrous to me that because I made this vow with you, and it's probably, that probably was about force too, because like we said in those days, the men had an upper hand; they were in control, and even sexually they were in control because he could do whatever he wanted to to his wife. So things like that are just, you know, what I'm saying it shows how America thought. At one time, point in time, I can't, I can't even put that on um, just America. That's just sexist ideology, like across the yeah. board. You see that right. around the world, right? Like it's, um, yeah, that's that's the that's a that's a, one of the greatest issues, like in the world. Like sexism is is extremely, uh, it's an extremely powerful um, motivating factor behind the majority of the content that we consume as a populace like the subliminal messaging the the uh gender roles and stuff that we have to fall into or stuff that we do these categories that we fall into reinforce and exacerbate these um these um the issues these these problems like they make they make them Like it's so, it's just so embedded in our like society, so embedded in our culture that it's like you can't. It's not even something that you or you're conscious of, like as a child or like Mm -hmm. coming up. Like this stuff that stuff about like racism and um, just systems of like injustice and how they they work within like in a sociological context like in interacting with everyday people like how does racism sexism and stuff like that play out like the so many of the the things that created our society were 
based in that. So everybody born into that society after the society was created grow up with that as their first context. So it's like it's in the in the culture that like you have to unlearn it and you know like re educate yourself on it. Um that's 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 a good take on it, bro. I love that take. I think that's that's so accurate. Um another stereotype I wanna get into and it's pretty much um well before we touch on that one I want to go back a little bit to when you said how if you wear this certain clothes, then you must want to get raped or get easy. So I remember I was working at Kroger, and it was this police officer. She was a black woman. Um, I don't know her name personally. But um, these these girls, they were, like, looked to be about 18, 19 years old. They came in there with crop tops on, right? And they were, like, dancing, twerking, whatever you want to call it. And she said out of her own mouth, now, if they was to get raped, then... I don't want to hear nothing because they wear stuff like that and they entice men. This is what she said. Mm. So where's the accountability who for the men who are rapists? Raping the women. <laughs> like, yeah, like what about the men who are Rapes. actually bad human beings actually doing something horrible and put, like not even pretend like you're about to ruin somebody's life with your actions. You're like you're a horrible guy. Um that yeah, she had she had a pretty bad take, like. But that a one horrible was like, yeah, yeah, she had a pretty bad dick. That woman was uh, clearly, um, she's just somebody that I would call miseducated. Like, yeah, clearly she has no, you, she has no understanding of the. There's no way that she has any understanding of the 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 significance okay. of the statement that she made. Like, she just, it, and the fact that she's a police officer really kind of gives me. you the. It gives you context on the political state of the U.S. Of the U.S., absolutely, absolutely. Um, the next stereotype I want to get into, Uncle. Have you heard the term the term Uncle Tom? Yeah. So, guys, if you're not aware of it, uh, Uncle Tom is a person, uh, mostly well, a black person that um defends the white man or um defends the morals and values of a white person. In this time, um, Uncle Tom would be a black man, a black slave that would like tell on the slaves for trying to escape or be on the white man's side, quote unquote, or any black person that really defends a slave master is considered an uncle Tom. Um, modern day, I've got, I've gotten called a uncle Tom because I was educated by my own people. Um, I remember I was speaking in class and um, this guy I was sitting next to, I was speaking, I guess, in his head intelligently. Or like, I knew, like, I knew, you know, I, like, I was better than everyone. And he literally called me an Uncle Tom for being educated. So it's a retrospect to this. You get what I'm saying? So in your take on, you know, what do you think of, what's your take on Uncle Tom's or, you know, have you, have you heard that modern day, a person, a black person that's educated or know what they're talking about? Is considered white? Are you acting white? Um, yeah. So I, I have, or I do understand, like the um, the attributing like good characteristics, like intelligence, to whiteness, mm-hmm. or equating those things with whiteness. Right. Um, those type of yeah, that that type of thinking though is like reinforcing our society like you know they did the black doll test like that just the the 
just these subtle messages that are pushed out through our society tell people they they push out white exceptionalism like you you just put them at the top and all and like uh, it's like they are the standard to which everyone else should aspire and that's that's um that's a bad that's a bad ideology but yeah. um, uh uncle tom specifically uh, i know you gave the definition but i know that people kind of use that a little flexible because uh, I mean, I know some people who are like Democrats who will say like, "Oh, if you black and Republican, you you're Uncle, Uncle Tom." Tom. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, honestly, like, I, I am a black person, <laughs> and I don't believe in the entire American political construct as a, a feasible, reasonable avenue through which we'll achieve the social change or justice that we really want to see in the world so i don't i don't even recognize you know i don't recognize the job so like i feel like the the uncle tom label is is really about perspective and which side of these arguments you're on so i just think it's a phrase nobody should use probably because i nobody's the 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 way or basically how how you view Uncle Tom or what you think somebody or what actions you think embody Uncle Tom movements by another person are completely fueled by your own experiences and the social indoctrination that you've experienced. And right. so, like, that's something, like, basically, um, political parties, religions, any ideological constructs, they only make sense in their own context. So, yeah. like, if you believe this thing, somebody who Uncle Tom, you know, they're going to be, if you were basically the same, the, the um, you ever use Clubhouse, that app Clubhouse, or you know what I'm talking about when I say Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so on Clubhouse, the Democratic or the liberal dudes on there be calling the Republican dudes Uncle Toms. And some of the, uh, the Republican dudes, they don't usually respond calling the Democratic dudes Uncle Toms, but they always refute it with like the same things. <laughs> they always just feel the same ways. And I think that it's just the. Um, yeah, I think that it's just like. It's just a it's, phrase we don't need. Like it's just you know it's 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 we can we can put it to rest because the the fight at this point or the 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 cause at this point is like, yo, we need to do the work though. You know, like we need to just do do it and push it and keep getting it getting it done. Like I don't need to worry about who is the quote unquote Uncle Tom because I'm focused on hitting the community and doing the work to. You know, Absolutely. liberate my people. You know what I'm saying? I don't if, give if a damn people, who Uncle Tom because if they Uncle Tom, they ain't helping with the cause. And if they ain't helping with the cause, why am I anywhere near them having any conversations with them, interacting with them in any way? Because I should be around the people who, for the damn cause, if that's the case, if I'm mad enough calling it as Uncle Tom, God damn it, what is the work I'm doing? You know what I'm saying? Why the hell am I around these people? Why am I in this environment that I'm around some people that I think are even Uncle Tom? If you even in that environment, that means you need to leave, like, or you need to make them leave, or get, get, you know, like, some, something is off about this dynamic. If that's what you know, if that's, if, if that's what you think, yeah. <laughs> so my, my grandma used to say, like, you know, if people sold their own porches, the world would be clean. Meaning, if people mind their own business and focused on themselves, the world would be a better place. But because oh, yeah. you looking on, looking at my porch, your porch is dirty. 
Yeah, my friend, my friend be uh she always said saving yourself is saving the world. Yes. She said yes. all the time, man. <laughs> like in the words really Michael Jackson, look at the man in the mirror. Focus on the man in the mirror. Hey, her name yep. is She's Face. She make music, y'all. Shout out to her. That's my dog for real. We go. Oh yeah, shout out to her on this podcast, man. I'm listening to her music just because I support for black, sure, music for sure. and black music. For real. She she just dropped the uh EP. It's dope, it's dope. Everybody everybody that that I know, um, she she from Chicago just like me, man. People been bumping her. She getting oh. she getting plays. Yeah. I've been seeing it. I've been seeing the love. You know, she be posting I'm always I keep up with all my friends, man. I want all of us to be great. So, you know. Just shout I'm out glad to you girl. mentioned Chicago because this is the next stereotype I want to get into. So have Don't you know. heard have you heard a person of white descent say they are violent, they are loud, them, the pronouns, you know, they, right, them. Yeah, yeah. So when you hear them say they, who do you equate that to? Automatic who do you when they when you hear a person say they, who do you equate that to? Um depends on the context, but usually stereotype like the the person saying it the, if it's a white commentator saying it then they is most certainly not any white demographic because they'll um humanize them by naming them you know oh so it's like if they saying they i already know it's some it's somebody who um they don't respect so it's probably some somebody they talking about some black it's probably person. someone of black descent they might talk about they could be talking about you know like uh, we in Texas. I'm in Texas, you know, Houston. So you know, it could be some about immigrants. Um, but okay. they is most certainly not white folks. Uh, anytime you hear they, they the anytime you hear they, the person saying if the person saying it is a white politician or a, a political commentator, analyst, they probably not talking about black folks. <laughs> yeah, most likely, and is that. Mostly some of my minority members, so either like you said, Latino descent. In or, that context, that they yeah, in that context, when they say they or them, and then the word violent. See, I think the word violent. A lot of people when they hear the word black people when they hear the word violent, they automatically assume well, they're talking about us. You get what I'm saying? And it's sad that subconsciously we have, because of our ancestry, we have kind of programmed that that word. With like that's a synonym of being black, violent, loud, um, rambunctious, don't know how to act, uncivilized, animals, monkeys, like we discussed earlier. Um, why do we equate those things to ourselves knowing where they came from? Why do you think we do that? Um, because they pervade society so thoroughly. Um, mm -hmm. one of the things that uh Laura Green said in that same article that I was talking about earlier, stereotypes, uh, she said a stereotype may be so consistently and authoritatively transmitted in each generation from parent to child that it seems almost a biological fact. Oh, you know wow. What I'm saying? So she's saying stereotypes can be so, so like intricate and in the way that this parent thinks and how they convey these messages to their kid that the that this that this ideology that kid and that parent 
over generations, they are buying into this and believing it to be a real character trait of people, these stereotypes and these generalizations. They've been taught it so much and so, you know, it's been pushed so, so much that, you know, it's some people, you got to think, it's always kids being born. You know what I'm saying? So we pushing yep. these ideologies, we pushing these thoughts, it's some kids whose first frame of reference is going to be this stereotype. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's oh. first, the first thing they're going to know about this demographic is going to be something that they shouldn't know. And that's, or not that they shouldn't know, but uh, it'll be a, a generalization that's been made about this demographic that yeah. this child shouldn't have been exposed to because it's, it's wrong and it has uh, uh, malign effects on the world. But um, see, I've heard, oh, sorry, go ahead. Nah. Well, I've heard a lot of people when their child is born, they'll say things like, you know, and this, this is, I, I want to, Put a disclaimer, guys. This is not to bash my people. I am pro-black. I love my people. He could tell you, I really want to see us do better and be better and really educate ourselves. And that's why I, I feel like if I, you know, if I love my people, I must tell you guys the truth. Because that's the only way we're going to break through this and get through this together. And hold me accountable also. I'm not anti, like, I want you to criticize me. Good or bad is still criticism. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So... I want, okay, so when I, I hear a lot of black people when that child is born, they say, oh, girl, he going to be bad. Uh, oh, he going to be just like his daddy. But they're using that in a negative light. Well, it depends on their daddy. <laughs> no, 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 the ones I've heard, like, not, because, of course, not all black nah, fathers. No, I, I, I get you. I'm just going. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I get you. I get you. I'm being, I, ain't, I ain't mean to throw you off. I got you. No, no, you good. Um. <laughs> But most of the time I hear them saying it in a negative light, like, you know, that the person they're talking about, his father is in prison or he is, he's going to be bad, just like his father. I just think things like that is really setting your child up for the stereotypical black child, black kid or black boy or black oh, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? Early yeah. on, they, are, they, are, they might not understand you, but you're putting that energy into the room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get you. I get you for sure. I think that people, um, people set their expectations of other people based on the individuals around them. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I, if I know somebody and every time I see them, they in a room with, um, some some people whose social value is high, like some piece, some high ranking people. Every time I see that person, I'm gonna equate them with high social value. Or, but if I know somebody who's not somebody who maybe is impoverished or something, um, and everybody I see them around is, um, is not like it's it's based on who are, people people base their expectation of you based on who is around you and who is um like contributing to who you are becoming and so uh, like when somebody um makes a generalization like that or they say something like oh i need to stop saying what well, no, i'm sorry i'm gonna keep going with this though but um yeah when somebody says like oh your kid is gonna be bad or something like if i'm looking at somebody uh yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say that. I don't say personally. Like, I don't. I try not to say negative things, especially about no kid. Because I mean, children are literally um, pure. Innocent. Yeah, they are. They are, and and like they have no, 
they come into this world with a clean slate and you had an opportunity to guide them and show them the world in a way that's most conducive to their success. So like children's perspective is completely based on the people around them and how they're brought up. And so like, I definitely agree, like putting that energy into a child saying like, oh, this kid is going to be bad. It's like based on what? <laughs> you know, based like based on what? Based right. on like based on what tell like what tells you that this this kid is gonna be just just bad. It's what? like if somebody's father is in jail, like it depends on that's what that's what I'm saying. Depending on their daddy, like what is your what is your father it, in jail for? And what like, if that what father is, was in jail off like, of false pretenses? What if he actually didn't do the crime, but yet you're equating? Yeah. That child with a father. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean the thing is like, I'm saying, I'm saying like this. I'm not gonna think somebody kid gonna come out bad if they daddy just like a, a, a criminal. Like, yeah, that's uh, crazy. preaching a crazy ideology. Like you might got a racist or not a racist, but just like a crazy. You know, somebody who is is where their child may be. Where the father or the the person who's in jail does something where the child would be significantly more likely to follow in the footsteps of doing that. You get what I'm saying? Like what is that person in jail for? Like what are they being held there for? Like Yeah. Know, like basically I'm not and obviously no, nah, that's that's too extreme. I'm not, I'm not gonna use that example. I'm trying to think of something more realistic. Cause we're talking about black men. And so it's like that's not that's not usually you know that's not usually the case, or the, the ideologies that they would that they have <laughs> locked black men up for are not the ones that we need to. Ex- not usually the ones we need to expunge. Um, yeah. But yeah, I will only say that under the context that like this 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 father is like teaching something like that's that's negative to this child, and then it's like in that light, like okay, now this kid might be. Turn about to do be on the same type of time if they was on something pitch or something like that, but in the context that somebody's just a regular criminal in there for some petty, some theft, some you know regular crimes that you see on the street. I mean, they did. He was a gang banger. He shot somebody. Like those type of situations, those type of situations. That's their father is a grown man who ended up in that situation because of the context of his life. You know what I'm saying? If this child is born into a world where they have the opportunity to do it differently. Although those kids are significantly like to, to like children of like an adult who is in prison are more likely to end up in that system. And so that is, that is definitely negative, but that does not make that child bad. That makes the circumstances. Bad. That child bad. I will. And I had, this might sound crazy, but I thought about doing a legitimate experiment, right? to kind of break the stereotypes and kind of break social norms with a child. How about we have a child, and of course, like, the, the parent will sign for us to do this experiment. When the child is born, they're not given a pink blanket. Obviously, they're born male or female, right? But they're not given, like, a pink or a blue blanket to verify their gender. They're given a gender-neutral color, like white. Um, They're not born into a religion. They're not born to be a Christian, not, not born into Judaism, any of that thing, right? We just teach them they have a father and a mother. Um, but I was even thinking about taking away the heterosexual thing because I want that child to be able to choose whoever they want to be sexually, um, pick their religion, 
um, pick whatever gender they want to recognize themselves as. You get what I'm saying? So, and let's just see how that child grows up. You will see, I feel like if we, because when a child is born, they're automatically categorized by simply went, put getting put on blue clothes or pink clothes, being a girl. You know what I'm saying? They might not be aware of it, but that's what it is. Yeah, like uh, socialization. I know I was looking like a picture. Um, it was like a picture, uh, maybe a trivia question or something, and it was a, a baby in a in a dress. Mm-hmm. And the picture was from uh, like eighteen the 1800s. And they were like, can you like guess who this is in this picture? And I don't remember who the options was, but it ended up being um, Franklin Roosevelt, the president. And uh, basically what it was saying was like um, the whole blue for boys, pink for girls uh, wasn't even pushed into mainstream society until like the 20th century, even in the first place like that, that whole, this whole, you know, pushing these old this and that kind of thought pattern for boys and girls or male, female, or, you know, like how that type of thinking is is more recent like the that was one of the presidents yeah. of this country so like babies were wearing dresses <laughs> like the babies just period <laughs> if you was a baby that was the clothes that they had for you um at the hospitals i don't know um i don't know um I, I've, I've never been to the maternity wing of a hospital so i i have no idea what color blankets they are wrapping babies in but i mean like I, I definitely don't, I definitely don't see the um, I don't see I under I can definitely understand white blankets for the babies I I can I get that that's because I feel like it's, that's yeah, I get that I guess that's regular I mean like I mean that's you know like that's that's a neutral I mean the other blankets at the hospital white so I mean I guess the ones the babies <laughs> being able to be white too I don't I don't even know that they well, were I, rapping. I didn't even know that they was wrapping babies in specific color. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know that was happening. So. Well, yeah, and then Aaron, of course, have pink clothes for her girl, you know, the girl, and blue clothes for the boy. That's just, that's something that's socially the norm. So, of course, you expect it, you know what I'm saying? But I'm mm-hmm. saying for my experiment, just wrap the baby in a white cloth because that's a neutral color and it means purity, purity, you know what I'm saying? And that's what a child is, pure. And I feel like when they're born, they automatically... Um, some parents put on a cross over the on like a necklace that symbolizes religion, you know. And I feel like when they're born, they automatically born into a specific religion. They're already gender uh, have a specific gender, and if we take those away, I feel like that child will be truly their authentic self without socially being obligated to a specific thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely understand that. Um. I think that that, yeah, you would definitely be able to find somebody who was probably going to raise their kid on some, like, secular ideals and some really open, progressive type of stuff. So I feel like you'll be able to find somebody to do that. Um, But as far as, like, religion goes, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. that would be a much more difficult thing to be, like, widespread because it's like when somebody, they belong to this ideological base. And so they believe that this is their path and their connection to the omnipotent. So right. the their child, they're going to do, humans are going to do everything in their, well, a lot of religious people are going to do 
what they can to get their child to understand the potency of the religion that they practice so that their kid can essentially get to heaven the same way that they are or get to whatever you know like achieve the the achieve whatever you that religion's goal is in the end by the end of their life so i mean i think i don't i'm personally not religious so i know that my child is um not gonna grow up uh well well yeah i'm gonna say i know that my child is not gonna grow up religious i'm gonna say i don't know about my significant other but it's not likely that I would even end up with somebody who is religious because okay. of how I, yeah, because of how I see the world. I just don't even see somebody who's like devoutly religious even being attracted to me in the first place, and me being attracted to them. I mean, maybe like <laughs> they might be like physically attracted, but like once we have any type of conversation about how they're gonna the world structure, you know, the world is structure, I'm not gonna be trying to. Uh, conform or go under one ideological base when I find validity in all of them. So That's a good take, bro. And I think any woman you with, they definitely have to be a free spirit because you definitely don't. I like your thinking, though. Of course, I, I'm a, I have a religion. I'm obviously Baptist. Um, oh, but I like your thinking as to being a free spirit and not letting social norms you know, affect your life. And you just live your life day by day, moment by moment. And I, gotcha, I respect that. Um, that's <laughs> rare. That's really rare. And I'm going to tap into that myself. Um, just living moment by moment. Not thinking futuristically. You know, just living. Yeah, just letting it come to me. Because the thing, the thing is, I always say this. Is like The past is already gone. The future is not going to come. It is always the present. No matter what. It'll never not be the present. Like, even I was saying this to my friend. Uh, I was like, even if you time travel and went to the past or went to the future, you would be presently there. Like, yeah. Even even in that moment, you would be it would be like, oh, I'm in 19. I mean, I'm in 2075. But like, you would be, it would be present for you though. Like, even yeah. though you're there, you would still be present. So you're always living right now. So you gotta take in the what's happening right now. You gotta live right now because it's always gonna be right now. It's all like at every moment of your life, it is. Oh, right now, I'm doing whatever. <laughs> like. Let's get into yeah. I, I get it. I get it. So this last thing I'll type, bro. Okay. And guys, I know the women are uh, they've been waiting for this one. Drum roll, man. <laughs> let's get into this one, bro. Um, let's get into the angry black woman. Um, so I've heard this stereotype count. This is a modern day stereotype, really. Um, the angry black woman. The woman that's loud, that you know, she can't get a man because she's independent. Um, she's obviously angry because she don't like me, or she's obviously mad at the world because she tells me what she expects of me as a man. Um, she's controlling, she's dominant, she's alpha. Um, I've even heard men say that they don't want to date a black woman because she's angry. So, what's your take on that? Because I know it's a very broad term that I'm using, but yeah, yeah. Generally, what do you think of that stereotype and where does it stem from? Of angry black women. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say this. Uh, I'm kind of a, a people pleaser and I'm a super people pleaser to like people that I like or love and I have a propensity for <laughs> women. So 
I haven't been really in the business of making too many black women angry, so I don't even have the perspective <laughs> of <laughs> angry black women. Like, I don't even have that. that that's not even in my... I don't even attach that to black women. Any, unless I'm, like, literally having a conversation or I am around a angry black woman who's woman. mad right now in this moment. But now it's usually not at me, though. <laughs> I'm just seeing that, you know, so I think, well, stereotypes are just ridiculous, just generally, like, you say, oh, black women are too this or too that, it's like, look, every single black woman was not raised the same way, has not come up in the world the exact same way, and is going to react to the world the same way and react to you the same way. Like, if you go through the world thinking, like, every single black woman is angry or just, like, that's just ridiculous. Like, at at the point that you say or you accept that, oh, or you accept the thinking that says, yeah, I'm going to say that this one thing applies to every single person of any demographic, you have chosen a foolish way to believe and a foolish way to think because every single person is different. Like, God is, like, endless in this expression, and it's 8 billion people on this planet, and all 8 billion of us are different and... Diverse. Do different things, think different ways, got a completely different build-up. Like, we may all be made up of the same parts, but it's all organized differently. Come on. Like, that's... um, <laughs> And that's... um, No, I can't take that. That's Emily Nagoski, uh, PhD. She wrote uh, the book, Come As You Are. Uh, she said that in there um, that we made up, we all made of the same parts, but organized differently, or they work differently. Actually. Absolutely, absolutely, it's true. But it's true. That's a true thing. Like that that statement, though. So it's like everybody might look. These people may have, or maybe maybe phenotypically the same. Yeah, okay. My skin is brown, just like this other person. Well, I mean, then black is and black is so many shades, though. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we have. But so besides, many. yeah, besides that, just seeing like, okay, y'all all black, or y'all belong to that same categorization. It's like, um, it's no way for you to say person to person that any two people are the same. So black women deserve much. But the thing is, just generally, black women deserve much more respect and much Res- more like credit for their contributions to American society. And so pumping out this angry black woman narrative is easy to do when your society perpetuates and proliferates both racism and sexism. Because you know that black women meet at that intersection and don't. And then if they're belonging to any other um, demographics that uh, com- that compile the um, systems of injustice that they got to face, uh, they're for any other reasons, um, but like that specific black angry black woman, like is like it's it's just it's always in response to um, black rejection. women, or not even just not even just rejection. It'll be black women. Um, it'll be at times when black women are demanding more than they have been receiving. And at the time that they were, and a lot of times what they've been receiving has been inadequate for longer, way much longer than they needed to be. And so the, when they do vocalize their concerns, 
I feel like they are not listened to and their their opinions and thoughts are not as valid or validated in uh contemporary um society. So like it's like, oh it's it's think about like oh, you on a playground with some kids, like and mm-hmm. somebody is saying y'all need to stop doing something, it's it's hurting me or it's making and they Oh, you mad? Like you, every time something happens, you get mad. Man. You get mad, like you know, like they they gaslight you and they really like get you. You know, like they really try. They to, make like, you feel bad for. Yeah, action. they like no, you mad? Why you mad? You always mad every time we. Every time something happens, you mad. You get mad every time that they just they, that it reinforced that type of thinking and it just it diminishes the the. It devalues, yeah, that person who's saying something. And I think that American society has done that to black women over and over again. Well, well let's let's break this dismantle that because when a person asks for their what when a person asks for what they want, people need to stop dismissing their feelings. Cause that's a way, like would you say when people say you're mad, that's a way of dismissing that person's feelings for, oh, for yeah. vocalizing how they feel about a certain subject. And that's not okay. Because that's making them feel less than. That's making them feel like, well, every time I vocalize my feelings, I get shunned upon. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to be quiet. And that's another thing in itself. Being quiet is another thing that hinders your growth because you're not able to vocalize your feelings publicly or tell people what, what your boundaries are. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So we need to stop doing that. Also, when people say, you know, the angry black woman is, you know, when I hear the fella saying that, have you ever asked that quote unquote angry black woman why she's upset? Have you asked her, you know, what happened? Did something happen during your childhood? You don't know the angry black of woman. Of course guys. not. Of course not. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the 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 person when you that when you apply these stereotypes to a demographic or when you when you actually submit yourself to buying into something like that or buying into that way of thinking and believing, like you're not those people are not um again they're not humanizing this this person that they're looking at they they are applying to them a characterization of the demographic that they belong to mm-hmm. which is not dealing with the person standing before them if that makes sense you know what i'm saying like you're yeah. you're gonna say oh you're just mad you're angry and apply that angry black woman narrative and say oh i'm never dating other black women uh blah blah blah. first of all like if you i think i want to say this i really want to stress this point like dudes will say like they like white women or they want to date outside of their race and they want to say like oh because black women are angry black women this black women this. first of all bro like, if you're not dating outside your race because you feel positive attributes about that other race, like, you should be saying, oh, I date white women or whatever because I think they're beautiful, I think they're smart, I'm interested in their, them. You know, not, oh, it's because I don't like black women, I hate them. Like, don't use black women, don't don't even put them in that, bro. Like, don't even that- say nothing, don't even say nothing about black women. Like, if that's your, if that's your basis, for dating outside your race because you oh I, I don't like black women blah, blah blah or not even that you don't like black women or it's oh black women are angry or black women never like me blah 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 it's like bro leave them out of it then you know like don't date outside like it's because because they got a man a lot of black men got a bad habit of bashing black women when they could just as easily not even bring black women up or utter nothing 
disrespectful in the first place. Well, I have friends that have said that and they no, no longer date black women because they're, you know, I feel like a, your partner vocalizing what they feel you should be doing is not coming at you in a disrespectful manner. In fact, it's coming at you in a loving manner because like I said, a person that loves you is going to tell you the truth. And so what do they want the black woman to do? Be submissive? Be a robot? What, what do you expect? That's why I asked my kings, what do you expect your black woman to do? What would you request of her? You well, know what I'm like, saying? Like, oh, you I, we, I, was ever, I was trying to figure out who's rhetorical. Like, no, no, I'm asking if, if, if she's not allowed to vocalize her feelings, she's not allowed to be human. She's not allowed to tell you what she what she thinks is best for for y'all together because y'all are in a joint relationship. What do you want her to do? Just be a robot and be a you know be a yes woman. And but just yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was that's what I'm saying though. A lot of men can't even see the women in their lives past their sexual being. Like men don't even see see like women. Yeah, they don't even validate women as whole beings a lot of time. Like men only will be like respecting they they grandma, they mama, they daughter, and sometimes they they wife or girlfriend and a significant other. Like it's yeah. is they don't even humanize them. Not I'm a, I don't I don't say humanize, but like they don't even. Yeah, like people don't. Some men they they like women. They they marry somebody because oh I want to have kids. She look good. I want her sex. Boom. Like, all right. Physical. Like, they, they check. Yeah, exactly. It's a physical thing. And so, like, that that type of consideration is not even there because they don't even they didn't even approach it from a mindset to to have those considerations. Yeah, that's we we made some really really good points. Right, podcast was hella dope, guys. I hope no, no, like no. we we came we came with guns blazing today, bro. We was prepared. I think we definitely like answer every question that needs to be answered with the stereotypes. Yeah, he's definitely my bro. He's the he's the podcast bro, y'all. He he definitely gonna be on a lot more podcasts. Do you want to continue doing podcasts with the guy with me? Do you think? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I definitely come back on here do some questions. You know, I'm 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 definitely down. I'm just. Growing, man. You know, trying to trying to get up, trying to keep making stuff happen, man. It's, well, okay. it's only one thing left, um, my dog, my king. Is only one thing left for us to do. I don't know if you remember, but guys, he's going to do a two minute cipher, guys. Drum roll, please. He's gonna do a two minute cipher, guys, and I want you guys to really listen to this man. He's a lyricist. Um, his lyrics are insane. Um, very socially woke, politically woke, and I just want—I'm gonna give him two minutes to shine, man, and really just let y'all know what he working with, guys. So, whenever you're ready, bro. Okay, give me a second. I'm trying to pull up my um my email so I can uh play one of these beats on my computer. Okay, guys, I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. I think we did a sensational job. We're breaking down these these stereotypes. Um. Please do your research on it's 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 countless other stereotypes out there. Also, I I grab the ones that I feel to be more more um popular, the ones that you not know, hear the most often. 
because I want you guys to understand the history of where they came from and how they're used now, because, of course, they're kind of altered a little bit. So I really want to bring to the light, you know, I always bring the history into my podcast because I feel like our history is what made us who we are today. So, guys, do your research, you know what I'm saying? Really just research your history and learn more about your culture. And that's what we're here to do is to inform, educate, and motivate. Uh, I can't. I'm trying to figure out what my password is. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. I hate when this happens. No, you're good. You're good. There we go. This man is insane with the good with, with the yeah, mic. Yeah, I'm sorry it's taking me so long, man. My computer is uh No, you good. I can't wait to hear. Yeah, I'm trying to get this up, I'm trying to see what's on. There we go. Sorry about that, y'all. Mm-hmm. I stay in the uh, apartment so, you know, people is out. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of podcasts, guys, so things going to happen. Facts, facts, facts. Okay, what is going on? Where is he coming? Why is this doing this to me? I just want to be great, you know. You know, we just want to be great. That's all. Like, we that's that's here. the craziest part of the whole situation, y'all. And I promise, I'm about to be on. Um, gonna wrap for y'all for real. Okay, this singer is already because we're breaking the stereotype that all black men only black. No, the stereotype that black men black men only know how to rap rap about sex, money, drugs. This man raps about. Everything under the sun, logic, logical things. So I heard him rap live, guys, and he's amazing. Um, so we breaking the stereotyping itself just from him rapping and you guys seeing what his lyrics, what his lyrics are talking about. Okay, finally we getting somewhere. <laughs> okay, y'all. I'm so sorry. So sorry. There we go. Yeah, I'm gonna do a song for y'all. It's gonna be. It's called uh, On My Mind. Uh. It's part of a, a project that I'm dropping this year. Um, okay. uh, it doesn't have a name yet. It is just <laughs> I don't even know what I'm gonna call it yet, but um it's it's coming. It's coming. I can't wait for everybody to hear it and feel it how I feel it. Okay. Um, okay. I'm, I'm still dang, this is still giving me trouble, bro. Why? Like, I understand any other time. Well, actually, uh, I don't know if anybody else is like this, but I use my computer, like, significantly less than my phone. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, this whole uh, phone, I mean, this whole uh, look for it on the computer, this is killing me right now. I don't use this laptop as much. You're good, you're good. Oh, 
Okay, actually, I'm gonna do. Hey, no, nah, actually, I got a, I got a song. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find this. I'm just trying to find this one. I just want to play the right one. Like, you good? Because I, I, I got one specifically in my mind, and I want to play that one. But it's trying to find it is hard. I get a lot of beats. I get a lot of beats. Mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna. Um, glad it didn't go to two. Mm-hmm. I was always able to get through it. I'm sorry. Oh, here we go. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Perfect. There we go. All right, guys, get ready. Listen closely. Only thing on my mind is greatness. I've been working too hard to fall for the fake shit. I've been shooting every day. I know I'ma make this. You could come and close out, but it's in your face, kid. <laughs> All my niggas, they've been trying to get a check. Trying to ice they neck, and we got vices on the deck. You could try to get a deal, but we got prices for the set. If you want to make a meal, you know life is just a test. Look. All my liberators trying to make a way. You just got to make some pay and then y'all got to save the day. We need everybody, not just Malka MLK. Fuck the patriarchy. Shit, a girl might come and pave the way. Look, it don't matter how we get it if we win. And it ain't going to matter how we fight it if we sin. The world a crazy place, but the cause is within. When you win a jam, call on God because we can. Oh! Yeah, Yo. so that's 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 my song. Yo, uh, do, y'all my hear that? Yo. <laughs> do y'all hear that? This man is talented, guys. I can't Thank wait to so. drop this Thank project. You, and we're gonna promote the hell out of this man because we support black business, we support black music, oh, rappers, black artists in general. Not let's just yeah. not specifically with black artists. That means if you're a graffiti artist, if you're a music artist, if you're a yeah, tattoo thanks. artist, if you up, you up, man. Get it. Get this. Yeah, what you do if you love what you're doing, and and it's it's, it's quality, and it, you put your heart into it, I'ma support it. I'm pro black, like I said. So we gonna definitely get that out there. Yeah. Hey, and that's gonna that's not out right now, y'all. But I do have other music out on um Apple Music on Spotify. You go to my website asirmeca.com a a s i r m e c c a dot com. Uh, you can find links to my music. Uh, to my link tree. And everything, man. I'm gonna put the link to this podcast and the last podcast up there. Um, yeah, and links to some other stuff, man, y'all. So go check it out. Go, go. Uh, click on that and uh, tap in, man. Tap in. Go follow this king, man. I want to thank you again, King, for being a part of this podcast. It means so much to me that you take the time out your day to get on this podcast and really educate our people. And and I'm proud of you, dog. Keep doing what thank you're you. doing. Thank you. And 
we gonna check y'all on the next podcast, man. We're gonna keep y'all updated. Stay tuned. And thank you again for being a part of this podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in to Black Kid Thoughts, the only podcast designed with you in mind. And we out. Peace.